And Dennis, last week we looked at bilberry and uh, its uses and its benefits and things. Uh, bioflavonoids. That's one of the bioflavonoids, isn't it, bilberry? It, it is indeed, uh, Jane. Last week we spoke about bilberry containing a particular bioflavonoid, which is known as an anthocyanidin. Uh, this week what I'd like to do is talk a little bit more generally about bioflavonoids, their discovery, uh, their importance in diet, and talk about two of them in particular, which have incredibly important roles to play for good health. Looking at bioflavonoids in general, they've got a pretty interesting history, have they? Look, they have indeed, uh, Jane, and yet they're terribly overlooked and, in my opinion, um, underappreciated uh, bracket of, of uh, nutritional substances. And it's important to appreciate that bioflavonoids are nutritional substances or extracts, and they're found <clears throat> across the plant world. In fact, they were discovered in the 1930s by a gentleman called Zvent Georgi. Oh, well uh, pronounced. <laughs> mm. Well, I did my best. I did my best. And that was uh, discovered in the 1930s, and he uh, found the substances in the skin of the vegetable paprika, and he gave the extract from the paprika fruit the name of vitamin P. Uh, unfortunately, it was never taken really seriously, but what he established was that the bioflavonoidal group as a group, usually came in conjunction with vitamin C. They occur way, way right through the, the, the plant family and are richly present, in particularly in fresh fruits and vegetables, which emphasises the importance of fresh fruit and vegetables in the diet to obtain the maximum input of these vitamin P substances or bioflavonoids, which usually come with vitamin C. And in fact... In my opinion, taking vitamin C as a supplement without the bioflavonoids, you may not be getting the maximum benefit of vitamin C. But quite apart from that, the bioflavonoids occur uh, in fruits. And last week we spoke about bilberry. And the bioflavonoid in that is obvious in as much that the colour of the bilberry gives evidence to the presence of the bioflavonoid. When people look at an orange or a mandarin, the orange colour gives evidence to the presence of a bioflavonoid. Uh, mm. Similarly with the grape. The colour of the grape indicates the presence of the bioflavonoid. Bioflavonoids give, if you like, plants and fruits their distinctive colours and the bioflavonoids are extracted these days very, very astutely and pharmaceutically and successfully. They're extracted so that these days you can get very high levels of isolated bioflavonoids like the bioflavonoids that uh, make up the bilberry but you can get other bioflavonoids uh, from other plants extracted which have similar important roles and what I want to do today is talk about another two of the bioflavonoids to emphasize the incredible benefit they have I think uh, and even that's not going to do justice to this fascinating topic of probably one of the most underrated food groups, the bioflavonoids. In fact, uh, these days, to, uh, to preface my confidence and, and interest in them, these days, bioflavonoids are technically referred to in the literature, and I quote, as biological response modifiers, and that's a big mouthful, but what that basically means is they contain the following interesting uh, therapeutic properties. They're anti-inflammatory. And what does that mean? That means that 
uh, foods and herbs which purport to have anti-inflammatory action and address conditions like arthritis, for instance, they usually contain high levels of bioflavonoids. Bioflavonoids taken in the diet or taken as a supplement, as in my particular product called Glucosaplex, which contains bioflavonoids, they contribute an anti-inflammatory chemistry within the body, which over time in the diet lowers the level of of inflammatory markers. Bioflavonoids, interestingly also, Jane, are remarkably anti-allergic. In my treatment of of patients that present with chronic allergies, uh, and we live, we live in an allergy-ridden world, in my opinion. I'm seeing in practice today, Mm. I think you'd agree with me Mm, on that. Definitely. I'm seeing in practice today, Jane, after 35 years, a greater incidence of so-called allergies than I've ever seen in my career. Mm. Now, you can hypothesise and say, why are we seeing so many allergies? Um, I've got my own theories on it. But one of the things that I have found so useful are the bioflavonoids to the extent that I have made up by my pharmacist uh, who supplies my practice with some products, a product called Flavor Blend, which is my unique blend of bioflavonoids, particularly to address chronic allergenicity. There would be few patients or clients that I would treat who have chronic allergies that I wouldn't major on the anti-allergic potential of the bioflavonoids. And I'll talk later about one of them called quercetin, which is an outstanding and remarkable and underappreciated substance. We'll talk more about them in a moment. Now, at sunrise, Kevin, sounds as though it's something to do with vitamin C and oranges. No. <laughs> the sunrise show you saw. Hello, Kevin. Hello. Yep, yep. Hello, 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 Kevin. Now. <laughs> Hello, Kevin. It's Dennis and Jane. Well, who am, I, who am I going to be talking to? You're talking to Dennis right now. Ask him your question. G'day, Dennis. Hello. Yeah, this Sunrise Show. Yes. We've been buying these um, uh, multivitamins and, and, and Inner Health Pluses and all yes, the rest yes, of it. And yes. it cost a fortune. Yes. And the Sunrise Show basically told me there were a lot of bloody rubbish. Mm. Well, I'd, I uh, would take a dissenting view on that. What I, what I would say, perhaps as a mid-range perspective, is that people take too many supplements when there are no good reasons to take them. But yeah. I, I genuinely believe that supplements, and you can call those herbs, vitamins or minerals, I generally believe they have a role to play in modern health care when they are taken in relationship to a health problem. You can take so many things that you are wasting your money. But if you want to maintain health, in my opinion, there are certain nutrients, vitamins and supplements which have evidence to behind them uh, that has encouraged me to recommend them for 30 years of my professional career. I know one one thing that has worked for me. Yes. I was told I had iron deficiency. Yes. And I... And I'm, I'm still taking them today. Yes. I take an iron tablet yeah. every day. Well, and I don't yes. get dizzy spells anymore. Well, that, so I know they work. That's one example. But uh, going back to what I was talking about last week, um, if a person, uh, for instance, has a diabetic condition, a type 2 diabetic condition, there's obvious evidence in the literature to suggest that the chemical constituents found in, in bilberry have a role to play in maintaining the health of the small blood vessels which sometimes are compromised both in the retina 
and in the peripheries of the body in people that are type 2 diabetics. So the general statement um, I think goes a bit too far, although I can see the point. Uh, People can be easily coerced into filling their shopping baskets with many things that they don't need. But having said that, there are health conditions, in my opinion, which can be helped greatly by these supplements, particularly when they're advised by professionals who know the condition for which they're going to be prescribed. Yeah, because I'm the, well, thanks for, for this, but um, I mean, we we were spending, they're basically saying any health plus and what have you is no good. And we, we're spending $50 a bottle on that stuff. Well, my, my view, my view is that, um, what are known as probiotics, um, are very, very useful for maintaining the health of the gastrointestinal tract and particularly with people that may be on, uh, courses of antibiotics. Probiotics, in my opinion, have a justifiable role and there is evidence emerging now in the literature to suggest, and I'm looking at a book now written by two Canadians, uh, Richard Bellevue and Dennis Gingras, both of whom have PhDs and are specialists in looking at the relationship of diet and supplements to fighting cancer. And in that book, they come out very, very strongly in favour of using what are called probiotics as part of a defensive mechanism to help us fight certain pathologies, even cancer. So again, uh, again these, all these products have a role to play. One shops round to get the best quality and the best deal. Thanks, Kevin, for your question. And it's always good to take a look at uh, things. And, and I think, that, uh, look, I think what he's raised is important. We we have to be cautious that in healthcare, whether it be in the over-the-counter selling of pharmaceuticals or the over-the-counter selling of vitamins and minerals, we have to be careful that we don't just become entrepreneurs in flogging vitamins and minerals. Now, I don't think. I know a lot of the health food proprietors in Newcastle. I know a lot of the pharmacists. I think we have some of the most well-educated and ethical people here. Um, you will always find uh, in, in certain outlets the attempt to flog these things, as I call it, in inverted commas. But most areas around here, most outlets where over-the-counter things are sold, both pharmaceuticals and natural things, I'm confident that they're sold in the context of looking at the patient listening to their problem and recommending substances that have the potential to help. This is Health Naturally and Peter has rung in on 49216216 from Belmont North and you've got a problem with blood pressure, Peter. Uh, yes. Hello, Jane uh, Jane and uh, Dennis. Hello, Peter. How are I'm, you? I'm well. Good, good, I've good. recently been diagnosed with having elevated blood pressure yes yes and the doctor's first uh, impression is uh here are some tablets to start taking mm-hmm. but i thought it would be better to see if i might have been able to cure it myself or change uh something to take naturally or okay. change lifestyle and wonder whether you might have had any suggestions on that my my point would be this peter your your gp has done the right thing by recommending medication for you because mm. blood pressure is a silent killer. And he's, yep. he's obviously uh, swung into action and has done what every GP would do, that is lower the level of your having a health crisis due to a blood pressure episode. Having said, mm. that, having said that, your GP and most healthcare professionals these days would acknowledge the fact that the inclusion of certain substances into the diet 
lifestyle modification can also beneficially impact on blood pressure. And if the GP or the health professional is aware of supplements you might be taking and lifestyle modifications that you've carried out, then I have no doubt that most healthcare professionals would be happy to monitor ongoingly with the possibility, with the possibility of looking at the blood pressure medication down the track. I have numerous patients uh, coming to see me who go to their GP, the GP has prescribed the medication and is quite happy when down the track the, the GP has suggested that there be either be a lowering of the blood pressure medication or perhaps even a trial or fit when the readings become so good, even beyond the expectations of the blood pressure medication. So if I was in your situation, I'd go with what your GP's um, working with, but I'd also suggest that you discuss a couple of supplements with him that I have researched and believe that they have potential, and that's all I will say, potential, mm-hmm. potential to help in blood pressure management because the thing you also have to be cautious of is that sometimes blood pressure can even outstrip the original medication that might be prescribed and so more sophisticated blood pressure medications might have to be administered. So your task, I suggest, at this stage is to work with your GP, modify a lifestyle and take a few supplements that, first of all, stabilise and convince your GP that your blood pressure is stabilised and perhaps down the track lead to a modification. Google up okay. Google up, and look at coenzyme Q10. Yep. And also Google up, and I know many listeners would not have, uh, have, have heard of this, but I take it myself because of my tendency for hypertension. Look at the way in which lycopene, an extract from tomato, usually connected with, with, with prostate pathologies. Look at the way in which lycopene also, in conjunction with coenzyme Q10, is being used around the world as agents to play a useful role in helping blood pressure management, not in any way at all reducing or restricting the medication, but working with it. Um, having, okay. having said that, there's a lot of information also in the uh, vegetarian literature to suggest that a movement towards a vegetarian diet has some virtue also in progressively helping uh, blood pressure elevation. If one looks, for instance, at the health profiles of vegetarians around the world, uh, uh, seven-day Adventists that are still uh, living with the addicts of uh, uh, Ellen G. White, you find that they have uh, sometimes a significantly better uh, blood pressure um, level than the ordinary population that eats a, a lot of uh, flesh. So look at your diet and move, in my opinion, move more towards a lacto-vegetarian emphasis. I'm not saying cut out meat, but my reading suggests that modification in direction of fruits and vegetables and vegetable protein can be important there also. And, and, and also, of course, look at the most important thing, and that is uh, the losing of weight. That's, that has a, a lot to do with it. And get yourself, and I recommend all listeners to do this, go to your pharmacist and buy yourself a little electronic blood pressure measuring unit. Mm-hmm. They're, they're not expensive. I take my blood pressure regularly, uh, so when I see my good GP, uh, there's no point in our discussing my blood pressure because I know more about it than what he does, and he acknowledges that because I take it regularly. Start to take your BP because it's very interesting that in a magazine called Modern Health, this was written up a number of years ago, and I have a copy of the article, in a, a magazine called Modern Health, 
they quote an experiment in the US that was carried out with uh, with Negro males. Uh, in the US has been noticed that uh, uh, Negro males, the black uh, or the the blood pressure levels or readings tend to be somewhat more elevated than in the in the white Anglo population. So what they did was give out um, blood pressure monitoring units to school kids who went home and took began to take their father's blood pressure quite regularly. And the startling result was that as a result of people becoming involved, monitoring their blood pressure, looking at what sent it up and brought it down there was a significant movement downwards, both in the systolic and the diastolic reading. So there does seem to be some biofeedback mechanism at work here, suggesting that if you become involved in checking your blood pressure, seeing what tends to push it up or bring it down, you may in fact participate in, in stabilising it and lessening the need for more stronger medication. Mind over matter. Okay. That has a lot to do with I suggest. <laughs> Thanks for your call, Peter. And Darren has rung in from Mayfield. Darren, you've got a question on um, ginseng. Uh, hello. Can you hear me properly? Yes, of course. That's great, mate. Love your show. It's very handy. Thank you. Thank you. you anyway, Thank you. ginseng, I've been taking it for a long time. Yes. Just for general health. Yes. Are you supposed to have a break off it? Look, there's a lot of debate about this. Um, if one is taking a ginseng at a what I'd call a management level or a general level as a general health tonic, I'm not I'm not convinced that there's any need to stop taking it. But ginseng can be used for multiple purposes. Um, a naturopath, a herbalist, or an integrated medical practitioner might prescribe ginseng uh, for a condition such as what we call adrenal exhaustion where the yeah. the herb is used to address a, a weakening of the adrenal axis. That is a, a medical condition where ginseng might be prescribed in very elevated dosages with other herbs or supplements for a very specific and preferably a shorter period of time. But when you're taking it as a general health supplement, um, I, have, I have no problems in seeing it yeah. being used ongoingly as a general health supplement to maintain what uh, natural medicine practitioners call vitality in inverted commas and you can read into that what you like I'm a great supporter of ginseng as you probably know and some, mm -hmm. t some uh, time ago I think it was last year I spent some time talking about it as being one of the anti-aging remedies which I have personally uh, seen testified to by a number of very close uh, Asian colleagues of mine who put down their good health and their vibrancy and their freedom from many Western chronic diseases to their long-term use of the Korean ginseng. Yeah, very good. That's very good. It's good for putting lead in your pencil too. Oh, okay. That's, okay. That's one of the main reasons I use it for. Okay. We won't go there. <laughs> no, no. Well, so thanks okay. for your call. <laughs> thanks, Darren. <laughs> and we're moving now to East Maitland and Peter. And uh, we've just been talking about probiotics, and you've got something to say on that, Peter. Yeah, Hello, Peter. hi, Dennis. How are you going? I'm very well, Peter. How are you? Not, not too bad, thanks. Yeah. Uh, I've had, for, for the last couple of years, I've, I've had a recurring urinary tract yes, infection. Yes, and, and I've had... A number of courses of antibiotics. Yes. And I've been to the, I've just gotten one again, uh, recently after two months of getting the previous one. And I've been to the doctor today and, and he's diagnosed prostatitis. Prostatitis, yes. 
Yeah, and he's given me a course, <clears throat> a three, a two-week course of antibiotics. Okay. And now, uh, my question is this: um, because I've had all these antibiotic courses over the last couple of years, I've, I've probably knocked out all the flora in my gut. And I'd like, after I finish this course of antibiotics, I'd like to use a probiotic to replace the flora. Well, pro- probiotics, in my opinion, are, are ideally suited for this sort of scenario where you have been yes. exposed to regular uh, antibiotic therapy. By the way, the yes, anti- yes. by the way, the antibiotic therapy that your doctor has offered you is the correct therapy for this condition. But before mm-hmm. I talk about before I talk about probiotics, if you are getting recurrent urinary tract infections or episodes of prostatitis and the two are connected just note what i'm t- going to tell you now because you can break out of this you can mm-hmm. break out of it the first thing you need to appreciate and i don't know whether you're doing it but you need to go to your pharmacist or your health food store and get onto a very very concentrated preparation of cranberry I've tried that. Have you prob- I, 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 I tried that two months ago. Yes, but you probably and, tried it. And uh, I, so I tried the cranberry, mm-hmm. and I was, uh, I found that I persevered with it for a number of days. I was getting a very powerful aftertaste coming up from my stomach, okay. and well, it was overwhelming, and it made me sick, so okay. I stopped taking it. Well, let me just say something about cranberry. Cranberry is not meant to be used for addressing uh, a urinary tract episode. Cranberry is meant mm-hmm. to be, cranberry is meant to be taken prophylactically to lessen bacterial proliferation in the urinary yes. system. Now, if you had an experience taking a cranberry supplement that repeated on you, so to speak, shop around and get one that doesn't, because that's the first I've heard of this reaction. So start. It's a taking... very high dose of cranberry, okay. the one that I've gotten. Well, shop around. Talk to your pharmacist or your health food store professional because I've never struck mm. that before with other brands. Now the other yes. thing, the other thing is this. The other thing is this. One of the most useful and well documented older preparations that's used to address chronic urinary tract infections is the South African herb called Buku. B U C H U. Now that mm-hmm. is, that is preferably taken as a tea and taken mm-hmm. on taken ongoingly. As a prophylactic device, where can I buy this tea? Well, it's not easy, but you can always pick it up from my rooms at 39 Alma Road, New Lambton. Always. Buku, is it? Buku, B-U-C-H-U. And mm-hmm. it, is, it is a remarkable preparation, so remarkable that I would not be prepared to treat chronic urinary tract infections without having access to Buku. It is so important okay. in my management. If it is, to, it's, and, uh, sorry, it's can take, I just interject? Yes, yes, and, uh, yes. the, the, the main question I, I've called you about yes, it, about yes. these probiotics yes. is that I, I also have heart disease, and, yes. and, I, and I have I take four different heart medication yes. tablets. And yes. I'm just wondering if the probiotics may interact or interfere with these medications. As far as I'm aware, there is no possibility of interaction. And remember, probiotics can come in a very simple form. For instance, the, the preparation Yakult at the supermarket is a very mm-hmm. is a very economical, easily accessed form of probiotic. Probiotic can come also in good yogurt. So uh, you you don't necessarily have to be taking, uh, how can you call it, expensive preparations. If you're on a budget, go to your health food store and start taking Yakult. Okay. And stay on it. But stay on it. Another Mm. another question Mm. before I go. Okay. Um, If I I take this, if I persevere with the probiotics, will that help um, put some good bacteria in my urinary tract? What... what, uh, 
what probiotics claim to do is first of all maintain a healthy bacterial flora in the large bowel but there's now mm-hmm. but there is now emerging a strong argument suggesting and I was reading this in the book by the two Canadian PhDs before I came on program there is now evidence suggesting that probiotics also have a more systemic immunosupportive role so there may well be a spin-off benefit in giving your immune system more competence in dealing with another anti- another uh, biological assault so that I mm-hmm. would suggest there could be value there there could be value there uh, but at the same time I come back to what I was saying if you want to break out of this wretched spiral do what I've said and you'll break out of it alright ok so thanks for your call Peter and good luck with your management now we've just had a call from Anna from Charlestown to say that she had urinary tract problems uh, regular infections and she ended up taking a teaspoon of apple cider vinegar, vinegar in water every yeah. morning and that seems well, to it's do an, the trick it's an old fashioned trick it's like taking uh, anything that alkalises the urine so four nine two one six two one six. If you've got but a by the way, or... by the way, I wish, and I'm sure my GP colleagues would say the same. I wish all urinary tract infections was easy to treat as taking a teaspoonful of apple cider vinegar. But however, Anna, I totally concur with your use of that supplement. My dear old mum, right up till her death at nearly ninety years of age, used to regularly take apple cider vinegar. And regardless of my jocular remarks about uh, it all being in the head. She was convinced that it was all in the body. And who am I to argue against her? <laughs> exactly. Mind over matter. And Marie uh, has rung in from Mayfield. And diabetes has been a long-standing problem with you, Marie. Yes, I'm 68 and I've had it 60 years. That's remarkable, isn't it? That's remarkable, yes. Marie. And it's a, it's a credit to your medical managers for, yes. uh, for your successful uh, long-term experience of this disease you know well, I've still it's, got all my faculty <laughs> and, and that's remarkable look we've come a long way what listeners probably don't realize is that um, um, there was a time when diabetes if you contracted diabetes that was it uh, yep. it was all over and yep. that uh, the discovery of the of the benefits of administered insulin uh, was mm. one of the biggest breakthroughs in in, in modern medicine so uh, we owe a lot. We owe a lot to the medical scientists and the medical people that mm. changed that changed a, a death sentence into the possibility of living a normal life as you have done. Uh, yes. and, and congratulations, Mary. That's that's very Thank well you. done. Well done. I wasn't ringing about that. I oh, was ringing okay. the back. <laughs> okay. Oh, I was, I I was patting you on the back. <laughs> Thank you. Very nice. Okay. I take uh, cranberry yes. and have done for years. Well done. Uh, being diabetic, you're very yes. prone to urinary Of course, effect. of course. But it's been... It's only when I get... Um, I had half a lung removed with cancer. Yes. And it's only when I get a lung infection that yes. the bladder starts. Of course. But I double the cranberry yes. then. Yes. From on antibiotics. Yes. But I also take krill oil. Yes. For arthritis. Well, you're doing well, aren't you? I'll, I think I'll give you a job, Barry. You, 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 are, you, are you up for employment as a health counsellor? Not really. <laughs> well, well, well done. Look, what, what can I say? You've got, a, you've got a handle on it. You're great. I love it. Well, my mother is in agony. She's 90 and she can't move for her arthritis. Okay. And she's been on krill oil. Yeah. 
big doses yes. for a long time. Yeah. And the pain is not halved, but it's a lot less. Well, I'll tell you what, Mary. What I'm going to do, I'm go if you hang on, the producer will get your name and address. And I'm going yep. to send you a packet or a container full of my famous glucosaplex powder. And uh -huh. you're, you're going to give it to your dear old mother and see yep. if she does want, uh, does well on it. It's free of charge. It's a gift from the program. And you'll get back and tell how your dear 90-year-old mum, who seems to be doing better on krill oil, suddenly leaps ahead by <laughs> glucosaplex powder. So hang on. <laughs> well done. And uh, thanks, Murray. And uh, well done to you. Um, well, still got time for perhaps another call, 49216216. But in the meantime, Dennis, you did indicate that you were going to talk a little bit about uh, quercetin. And, and, and probably we'll have to um, carry it over to next week. But I, I'm looking at a text that I briefly mentioned to you a moment ago, a text entitled Herbal Medicine, Healing and Cancer. Uh, written by an American practitioner, Donald Yancey. Very useful book which I've used uh, in my lecturing career to bring before health practitioners the virtue of natural supplements in helping people fight cancer, not as alternative therapy, but as complementary therapy. And in this text by the American, he makes a very, very profound statement about the role of quercetin as a necessary agent, a complementary medicine, to augment cancer management. He says, there is no supplement that I recommend more than quercetin. Now, I could read to listeners two pages of why he makes that statement, but essentially what quercetin has been seen to do as a complementary medicine is to make sure, or I won't say that, to work with medications that might be being prescribed by the mainstream and make them more effective. Now, I can vouch for that. In my practice, I have a number of patients who have had great treatment by a good oncologist, but whose management also has been reinforced by quercetin. I'll talk more about it later on, but my contention is that anyone who is seeking to do something for themselves in fighting cancer with the healthcare practitioners should seriously consider the importance of this major bioflavonoid called quercetin. It's present in a product that I developed called Flavor Blend, where it's probably the major bioflavonoid, and there are numerous people in this town that will vouch for the benefit of using quercetin as part of a management to assist their medical managers in addressing this wretched disease called cancer. So bioflavonoids are present in mm. fresh fruit and vegetables. Very much so. And Very much so. so you would get small amounts You of would them. get small amounts, so that's the point. They, they come in, in, in fruits and vegetables, and we should not in any way at all suggest that taking these things as concentrates bypasses the need to have a good diet in which they're naturally present. In fact, the two Canadians that I keep mentioning, uh, Bellevue and Gingras, who have studied the relationship of food to cancer, emphasise the point that these molecules, these bioflavonoids, should be coming in the role of, of food. But having said that, we do know that in their concentrated form, in a dosage form, and usually prescribed with synergists, they can be used very much more target-wise to address certain pathologies. Now we've just got time for one last quick call. Frances has rung in. Buku T is on her mind. Hello, Frances. 
Hello. I'm taking um, warfarin. I can't take cranberry. I used to always take it, but when yes. I went on to warfarin, they told me I couldn't have it. Okay. Um, yeah. Oh, well, it's okay. I won't, won't contradict that. Um, but you, you get urinary tract infections, do you? Yeah. Okay. Well, look, buku is a South African herb. It's usually taken yeah. as a tea. As far as I am aware, and I say that cautiously, as yeah. far as I am aware, there are no blood-thinning substances in buku leaf. It's, All right. Its active principle is based on what we call an aromatic oil. Yeah. Therefore, it should be used. It could be used as an alternative. But Murray, what I suggest you do, um, give me a ring in my uh, rooms, say next week on the Thursday. I'll have my references in front of me, and I'll be able to tell you specifically whether or not there is the possibility of interaction. I doubt it, but my number there is four nine five six two three two one. I'll talk to you personally, and okay. I'll, tell, I'll tell you for sure, but I'd love to be able to make a recommendation that would help you fight that wretched problem. Oh, it's terrible. I Sometimes know. I'll I make know. it bleed. Oh, that's no mm, good. Huh? No good at that's all. That's no good. I'd love to help you. Thank you, Francis, for your call. Thank you, everyone, for your call. It's a good program, Joe. had some good fun Well talks. done. Well done. And thank you, Dennis Stewart. Um, Health Naturally returns next Friday after the Midday News. And, of course... Health Naturally is available on podcast through our website to nurfm.com. You'll find podcasts there.